Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm Kate Orslan. We're excited to bring you our podcast, Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. Today's topic is updates to the Residential Property Disclosure Act. Um, We're going to discuss the Residential Property Disclosure Act and the required disclosure forms and updates that have been made to those forms. Right. So we're going to start by providing some background information uh, about the change, what you need to do, and things like that. But we've also created a special resource page on the website that contains all of the information you need to know about this change. So make sure you go check that out on our website. So to start with some background on this, based on legislation from the 2017 General Assembly, the Residential Property Disclosure Act was updated and became more of a true buyer beware, or caveat emptor, law with four affirmative disclosures listed in separate sections. DPOR developed a three-page form for the Residential Property Disclosure Statement that was effective July 1, 2017 to combine all of these disclosures under the Residential Property Disclosure Act into one form. So that one form included the 12 new buyer beware disclosures. Two of them were new and one of them was updated. And then also the four affirmative disclosures, which deal with military air installations, defective drywall, pending building or zoning code violations, and meth labs. The three-page form has caused some confusion within the market. And so we wanted to talk to you about that and also what Virginia Realtors has done to help make this a much easier uh, business practice for you guys. So as many of you may remember, in 2011, we switched from a form that contained all of the disclosures to one that had a link to the website with all the disclosures and information about zoning or code violations. And the reason we did that is that the Residential Property Disclosure Act has been amended 11 times since it was first put on the books by the 1992 General Assembly. Each time the legislative amendments were effective on July 1st of that given year. So that meant that the form was updated 11 times. And each of those changes were effective on July 1st of that particular year. And it's never caused a problem. As you guys know, once those forms have been rolled out, especially once we switched over to the website version of the form in 2011, there was was no problem. But this year, there's been some slight wrinkles because of the nature of the changes to the form. So we're going to kind of go over all of this information. There's a lot of information here, so we're going to repeat some of this throughout just to make sure... You guys can really absorb it, but also remember that we do have that special resource page on the website, so if you need to read any of this, um, you know, do check it out. It'll be there for you guys. That's why we're here. Right. So I want to start by talking about what Virginia Realtors did to address this particular situation. Kate? So we worked collaboratively with DPOR to develop a one-page form for the Residential Property Disclosure Statement modeled after the one-page form that was placed prior to July 1st, 2017. So it went from a one-page form to a three-page form, and now it's going back to a one-page form. And then we also worked with DPOR. That three-page form, it's still going to be available on their website, but now it's just as a printable PDF, so there's no need for signature blocks on it. And you'll also see on the DPOR website a separate form for each of the four affirmative disclosures, since They're not all going to be common in every particular transaction. There's no need for them to all be on one form kind of cluttering up each transaction. And the new real estate board disclosure forms will be effective July 10th, 2017. 
So Laura, why is it better to have a one-page disclosure form? Well, as we mentioned previously, the Residential Property Disclosure Act has been amended 11 times since it was first put on the books in 1992. And rather than having to update the form every July 1st and have the seller re-provide a new form to a buyer, by making it evergreen, by putting a one-page form that has a URL to go to a website and then the website gets updated, you don't have to get your sellers to sign a new form every July 1st, which right around the 4th of July holiday, that could be hard to track people down, get them to sign. That makes sense, especially um, depending on when they're signing, one could be in effect when they sign versus when they actually go to close the contract. Right, exactly. And so that's why if it's on the website, then you're good to go. We do want to just clarify, and this has always been the case, the law in effect when your property goes under contract is the law that applies. So this year, if the property went under contract prior to July 1, the old residential property disclosure statement that had the 10 listed disclosures on it, uh, it had the website, you went to the website, the website had the, the 10 disclosures, that's the one that was necessary. You don't have to get updated if the contract went under contract, you know, if the contract was ratified prior to July 1st. If you ratified the contract after July 1st, then whatever the new disclosures as of July 1st are is, is what the buyer is ent entitled to. So we have some Q&A that we want to go through today. Yep. So let's, let's jump into those. If I had the seller sign a disclosure form before July 1st, do I need to have a new form signed? And I'm going to give the lawyer's favorite answer of it depends. As I said, if the property went under contract prior to July 1st, you do not need to have a new form signed. If the property has not gone under contract yet, which is going to be as of July 10th, you do not need to do anything as DPOR is now going to redirect the link from the old pre-July 1st forms to a website that contains all 12 disclosures. If the property went under contract between July 1 and July 10, you need to look at that form that was provided to the buyers and determine whether or not you use the three-page form that has all 12 disclosures or whether you used a form that took them to a URL that went to all of those 12 disclosures. If the form had the old URL, then the buyer should be instructed to revisit the website to ensure that they received all of the disclosures. Keep in mind that that old URL has now been updated and it's going to redirect people to all 12 of the required disclosures. So Kate, if I had the seller sign that three-page disclosure form between July 1 and July 10, do I need to have them sign the new one-page form? No. So the three-page disclosure form that was live on DPOR's website and in some forms libraries, including the Virginia Realtors, contained the 12 buyer beware statements that are now located on the DPOR website. Okay. You do not need to have a seller re-sign the new one-page form. Okay. So again, Kate, if I've got the option, I've seen both a one-page form and a three-page form, if I've got access to both, which one should I have the seller sign? This is definitely a bit confusing, but the sellers can sign either form, but are not required to sign both. Having the seller sign the one-page form ensures that if any additional disclosures are added in the future, you will not have to get them to sign an updated form. As of July 10th, the form available on DPOR's website is the one-page form. This is a printable PDF if the buyer would like to print out the 12 disclosures. Okay. So, Laura, what happens if the seller signed a form that did not include the updated disclosures? Well, the law is very explicit, and it requires the seller to provide the buyer with a disclosure form on DPOR's website that contains all of the required disclosures. 
If that doesn't happen, the buyer could claim that they never received the required disclosures and have the ability to terminate that contract. I don't know how successful of an argument it would be, but they would certainly have the ability to make that argument. It could potentially open you up to more risk. Right, exactly. And we don't want you guys to be subject to that. Right. What happened to the language about disclosing building code enforcement actions and zoning ordinance violations? Are those no longer required disclosures? They are both still mandatory disclosures. So you still, the seller does still have to disclose any building code enforcement actions and any zoning ordinance violations that they're aware of. These have been moved to a new section of the code. They used to be lumped in with what we're now calling the buyer beware red flags. And they got moved out of that section where they used to be and into their own section of the law now. And they're treated just like all of the other mandatory disclosures and they must be on a form provided by DPOR. So you can find that new form on DPOR's website where you would find all of the rest of those forms. Kate, where can I find this new one-page disclosure form? So it's going to be available in a few different areas. You can find the new one-page disclosure form, first and foremost, on DPOR's website immediately. Yep. On the Virginia Realtors website immediately as part of the Summary of Rights and Obligations under the Residential Property Disclosure Act, also Form SUM-1, or also called Form SUMP-1. Right. In Virginia Realtors Forms Library with Zip Forms and Instanet shortly. We've already sent the updated form to both of the vendors, so they're just going to get it updated as soon as they can. Right. So watch for that. That's going to be coming very, very shortly. And then... You can also check with your other forms providers. We've shared the updated form with the local associations and other forms providers so that they're able to update their libraries as well. Right. So if you're not using the Virginia Realtors forms, but you're using forms from your local association or your local MLS, they do have copies of this new form. And so watch because they should be updating their library with the new page, the new one page form shortly. So I think now we're going to get into probably the most important segment of this podcast. This question is, what do I, as a listing agent, need to do? So we've kind of skirted around. We've said some of these things, but let's go into walk through step by step. If the property went under contract prior to July 1st, then there's absolutely nothing you need to do. You are good to You're go. clear. Right. If the property went under contract between July 1 and July 10, and the seller has not provided the buyer with an updated disclosure form, then the buyer should be told to review the new updated website. So if you had one of those pre-July 1st forms that had the old URL on it, that's fine. You just need to go back and tell the buyer, hey, go check that URL again, because now that URL is going to direct them to the required 12 disclosures. So what if the property is still an active listing? Then you don't need to do anything, once again, because DPOR has now updated the URL on those old forms to redirect to all 12 of the new required disclosures. That link and that form are now valid again. So you can have your seller sign a new form if you want to, but you don't have to because the website's got the right information on it. And the final one is if the seller hasn't signed a disclosure statement yet, then you're going to want to have them sign that new one-page form that you can find um, in all those locations that Kate mentioned just a few minutes ago. So Kate, what about if I'm the buyer's agent? What do I need to do? Review the disclosure form provided to your buyers by the seller. If the contract was ratified prior to July 1st, the sellers only needed to provide the old one-page form that linked to a website with 10 disclosures. If the contract was ratified after July 1st, 2017, or you are working with them to submit an offer, the seller should be providing a disclosure form that either contains all 12 of the disclosures on the form 
or contains a link to a website containing the 12 disclosures. So sit down, review the form, make sure it contains those, the right number of disclosures based on um, the date of the contract. Right, exactly. So let's talk about some risk management. Yeah, let's, let's really resources. drive this home. Okay, so if you're an agent in, in the transaction, doesn't matter whether you're the buyer agent or the li- listing agent, you wanna determine what form the seller has signed and where in the process you are. If you've already ratified, when you ratified, if you're still considering writing an offer, all those types of things, or if you're the listing agent, you don't have any offers yet. So you just need to know what form was signed and where you are in the process. If you went under a contract between July 1st and July 10th, 2017, determine whether the seller provided a form that either contained all 12 of the disclosures or a link to a website that contained all 12 disclosures. Going forward, you want to have the seller use the one-page form that contains a link to the 12 disclosures and determine which, if any, of the four mandatory disclosure forms must be used. So thank you so much for joining us. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates. When we have new episodes, you can search for Virginia Realtors and you'll find us. As a member of Virginia Realtors, you have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Thanks so much. Thanks everyone. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We may note warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.